Hello, my name is Adam, and join me in the Peaking Into Success podcast, where each episode we have a special guest and delve into the highs and lows of their career, as well as how they made their way to becoming so successful. Please find Peaking Into Success on Spotify and other great podcast platforms. Hello, I'm Daisy Ray. Welcome to the Talk Poetry To Me podcast. This is the podcast that highlights and amplifies local spoken word artists and poets from around the East Midlands. Welcome to the first exciting episode of Talk Poetry To Me. Today, we have a real treat in store for you. Joining me is talented poet and spoken word artist, Joe Zucks. Joe grew up in the care system in the 70s and 80s and was told back then that it would never amount to much. Now, Joe frequently performs at local venues around Derby and is the author of Insolent, Introverted and Ignorant and King of the Toast. Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, Daisy. Thanks for having me. It's a great honour to be here. And yeah, I'm going to share some of my poetry, a little bit of my backstory, you know, what I'm up to and things like that. So, yeah, it's going to be really good fun. And again, yeah, thank you for inviting me. You are absolutely welcome and the pleasure is all ours. So let's start by delving into your journey then. How did you find your way into the world of poetry and spoken word? Well, poetry, uh, you know, we go back to school when you was taught the classics, when you had the Wilfred Owen, the Shakespeare sonnets, you know, all the normal stuff. And I found it pretty boring, to be honest. And it wasn't so much because of the way they were written, because obviously now as I'm older, I can see the style they should have been performed in, but it was just like old mantra. It's like, blah, de blah, blah. And you're like, oh, just stop talking to me. Let me read it. And so I just started, started writing my own stuff and I did that for actually years. A few close friends saw the odd piece every now and again, but I really, really kept it pretty much to myself. And, uh, just one of my other friends who I came across in April last year, he goes, you really should stand up and start performing this. And there's a local uh, one that happens every month in Derby called Real Talk, which I think comes at the bunk on Sadlergate. And uh, yeah, I started going there and I did my first spoken word piece. Very nervous, as you know, I got my autistic diagnosis and I'm stood there thinking, what's going to happen first? And melt down all the words come out of my mouth. and yeah, the words come out of my mouth. And yeah, since then I've progressed, you know, like you've already alluded to, I perform on the uh, Derby circuit. I've also had my first few tastes of uh, complete separate gigs where I've been on in my own right. Uh, very nicely did an open mic at Gig in a Field 5, massive festival, and then actually got invited to perform actually on the Saturday again in front of the 500-odd people that was there. Uh, and I've got another one coming up. I've got an Equinox Festival coming up. So, yeah, very busy, busy, busy on the uh, spoken word side. And, you know, my spoken word's also going down a music path as well. So, yeah, it's all very busy, busy days at the moment. That's fantastic, that is. So you didn't dry up, which is brilliant. And obviously it was meant to be in that case. And if you thought you were going to dry up in front of the people that turn up to Real Talk, then 
hundreds and hundreds in a field and you still manage to perform. It's your calling, isn't it, really? Oh, yeah, to- totally enjoy it. You know, I'm not going to lie. A lot of my stuff, yes, some of it is funny because, you know, you've got to keep an audience. But what I do in there, I do stick uh, the odd uh, poem that refers to mental health or to autism, you know, things like that, because it's very important that these messages aren't hidden. And it's also important that somebody should stand there and shout something out. Uh, uh, This proved my point at the gig in the field open mic, Um, the poem I'm going to end on tonight is i'm not going to say its title at the moment because i don't want to spoil the fun uh, <laughs> but one uh, one man came up to me at the end of the later on in that evening and he said when you finished that poem i had to go back to my tent and i spent an hour in my tent just recovering myself because it really touched me and you know it was quite personal he says but thank you so much for doing it and thank you so much for saying it out there as it is and you know to me crowd of 10 crowd of how many doesn't matter if i can do one piece and it touches one person because i'm trying to get get this stigma for mental health gone around autism adhd you know all these hidden disabilities yeah job done and what a massive compliment that you touch somebody that deeply you must be so proud I was. It was quite shocking because on uh, obviously we had all the Facebook posts on gig in the field, and there was all these fantastic act, music acts there. Yeah, you know some of my favourite music acts there. And his Facebook post even just said, "And thank you so much to Joe Zucks for for the poem." You know, we could have gone about all these bands and everything. And I was like, "Wow!" So I really did touch one person. So quite affirming to me, really, that it is getting out there. Because sometimes I stand there and you can't really see if it's going in or not. I mean, I'm not getting booed off stage, although I did get heckled by my daughter. But, you know, that's a different matter. That's her job, Joe. That is her job. <laughs> it wasn't so much because of the poetry or what I was doing. There's just one certain poem that she's heard so many times. She was like, oh, not this one again. <laughs> so now that you're used to it all and you're used to performing and you're proper getting some traction out there, which is absolutely brilliant, what are your aspirations? Where are your goals? What, what do you want to do? I mean, my aspirations, obviously, is to keep on performing. I'll always stay on the uh, spoken word open mic circuit, you know, because that's bread and butter. And, and, you know, if I can help other people or share thoughts and ideas with other people, then I'll always do that. I mean, at the moment, I'm just quite happy getting the odd occasional gig. But like I say, my main drive throughout all of this is just to get those messages out there. Fantastic. And I think you are. You are getting those messages out there. You're one guy's reaction and having to go and recover himself for an hour in his tent is testament to the fact that your words are touching hearts. So speaking of your words, are you happy to share some of your poems with our listeners? I do have a request or two, if I may. Of course you may request, and of course I'm happy to do it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know I am. Any excuse just to spread the word? (laughs) Yeah. So I want our listeners to know, about you, your style, and how versatile your writing is. So to start us off, can you please share, please be direct with us from your book, King of the Toast? Absolutely. be my pleasure to, Daisy. Please be direct. It's not easy being neurodivergent. Don't always read things right. Sometimes even the slightest words said, just little things. It can keep me up all night. Did I really get that right? I haven't at times got a clue. 
left working out what it meant. Sometimes I don't know what to do. Even the simplest things, they have to be 100% spelled out. If there's room for interpretation, yep, I'll be pondering that all right. Sometimes you just need to be direct. Spell it out right down to the letter. Otherwise, my brain gets locked out. Leaves me wondering which choice is better. I don't choose to do it this way. Even if at times it can annoy you. Just need it telling straight. That's all I ask of you. There you go, Daisy. I have to say, there is a massive difference between reading the word on the page and having you read it. I think because you wrote it and you know everything that went into it and all the thoughts that were behind it, it puts a different slant on the way you read something. So I think it means a lot more to be read by you than to read it myself. Thank you. I never try to tell anybody how they should feel about what they read when they're reading it, because that is their interpretation of my work. And I'm absolutely fine with that. I've had my friends Lee Simpson come up to me who actually proofread the whole of my King of the Toast book. And she came to uh, one of the uh, gigs I was doing down at the Debrecht Studios. And she just sat there after and she goes, wow, I've read all your poems, but to hear you say them, they sound so different because you get you behind the words. And, and you know, and I appreciate that, but I don't mind how anybody interprets them as long as like, the message is there, you know, this message about neurodivergent. You can't look at somebody and think, oh, they're neurodivergent. There's no big badge. There's no big banner we take round with us. You know me. You know I don't broadcast it. I'll only say it if I ever have to because I don't want to be judged as, oh, here's Joe Zooks. He's neurodivergent poet, blah, blah, blah. I just want people to go, oh, there's Joe. And that's it, because it is it is me. There's no hiding from it. I can't separate myself from that. It's part of me. But it doesn't define me. You are not the sum of your labels. You are just Joe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. I do think the words are relevant, which is why I chose this one. It's personal to me at this moment in my life. So I did want to have you share that with our listeners. Conversely, I also want to flip this because you do write some quirky stuff and i think we should hear some of that so if you could yeah i'll be quite happy to i mean we keep talking about my book king of the toast so yeah let's do king of the toast fantastic this is the one that my daughter actually heckled me on and again it's not because of the content it's uh, one of my friends just likes me performing it all the time and it got to the stage where i pretended i forgot it once so yeah there's quite a backstory to this so uh my partner, she has uh, fibromyalgia, and sometimes when I'm out performing, she can't get downstairs even to make things eat. So I got back one night, and I thought, she just asked me to make some toast, because I normally make really nice toast. The poem will kind of sum up what happened, and yeah, so it's kind of based in fact. But while she was eating this toast, I actually wrote this poem in the same amount of time. <laughs> so yeah, with no further ado, we're going to King of the Toast. I used to boast, I made the best toast, the one you adored, you wanted it most. And the bread was perfection, a glorious golden. It was up there with the masters, wonderful to beholden. And it was talked about in whispers, 
and across the land it was admired. Even the Michelin chefs, is my taste they just desired. The butter was spread so evenly, and across the top it gleams, the perfect correct ratio, the toast of your dreams. The jam was the final part, spread adoringly across the top. It was the height of brilliance, my toast skills could not stop. But then it came crashing down. I left it too long, a minor slip. The darkest burnt toast you ever saw. My reputation ruined for a slight blip. So, the moral of the story is, don't make toast when you're tired. Because you're only as good as the last slice made. And from my toast duty, sadly, I was fired. I do like that one. It is one of my funnier, funnier ones, I'm not going to lie. I must have liked it because it lent the title to the book. Well, yes, it must have been a favourite at some point. It still is, and uh, I do like performing it. Not necessarily just continually to the same people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not that. Toast is one of my big things because I toast it until it's nearly black. And then I let it go cold. And then I put the butter on. You'd love this toast then. Yeah, excellent. I mean, I've, I mean, I've upped my skills since then anyway, because we don't do jam on toast anymore. We've moved on to cheese on toast, and apparently, according to my partner, it's the best in the world. In the world? In the world. That's a bit of an accolade, Joe. Just wait till I mess that up, and then you'll know what my next book will be. <laughs> oh, my God, the bar is high. <laughs> so you've humoured me with two of poems of my choices. So, over to you. If you can read anything at all that you've written, what would you share with us? And will you? I will. And you know what? I'm going to read Bookmarks. Bookmarks is the actual poem that uh, the guy went back to his temple. You know, as I keep saying, mental health is very important. Anybody listening to this podcast has got any mental health issues. Please don't keep them to yourself. Please don't hide away. Reach out to somebody, be it family, be it friends, be it doctor, be it Samaritans, whatever. Please don't keep it inside. You don't have to hide it away. Nobody's judging you. You know, reach out. And with that, I'm going to read bookmarks. So bookmarks is uh, about a friend who uh, self-harmed, who uh, kept them all hidden. And then they'd be going out in really hot weather with all these things hidden and saying, just don't hide it away because you've got nothing to be embarrassed about. Anybody that has an issue, the problem is theirs, not yours. And this is why I'm on about, you know, don't hide away. So, yeah, I'll start with bookmarks. Scars are just bookmarks along life's highway. Just little reminders of times that are past. Some we cannot see, but forever they last. Some are the mental wounding inflicted upon us. And some are from our peers because we don't fit the norm. And some are from scrapes and falls just because. Some we may think we deserve. Some others we don't. Nevertheless, they all bear a story, injustice, betrayal, even love and hope. 
never cover your scars. Eventually, they will heal. Everything changes. Everything heals. After rain, there's always sun. After dark, there's always light. You don't have to hide your emotions away. You don't have to be alone in your fight. So take my hand and heart. Take that leap of faith. Hold my hand forever. Together, we can complete this race. We will stand taller than giants. Face down the hatred crowd. Never accept the bullying again. Our voices full of love and proud. Never cover your scars. Eventually they will heal. Everything changes. Everything heals. After rain, there's always sun. After dark, there's always light. You don't have to hide your emotions away. You don't have to be alone in your fight. Remember, scars are just bookmarks along life's highway. I need a minute. That was emotional. <laughs> it's not very often I've stuck for words, you bugger. And that's why it's always the last piece I do. Obviously, open mics, open mic, five minutes. But if I'm doing anything proper, I even had somebody uh, once question me saying, don't you think that's a bit heavy to leave an audience on? And my answer was, that one person who went back to the tent, no, I don't want them to remember the funny stuff. The funny stuff's there, but I've got a message to get out, and that's part of the message that I get out. It's yeah. don't hide. You're not on your own. It's poignant. It's emotional. It's a truth of everything that you've shared today. I think that's something that people ought to take on board. They shouldn't be ashamed, and you are right with everything you've written in that poem. Thank you so much for sharing that one with us. That's been absolutely my pleasure. Okay. I'll, I'll let you recover for a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> I knew you were political and I knew you were a bit gritty and sometimes in my head you're a bit of a modern-day wolfie. Do you remember Power to the People and all that? We are of that age. Oh, yeah, Citizen Smith, absolutely. We are of that age indeed. Yeah, and I think... You know, and it's important. I do some quite political ones, and I'm not going to lie, I do. But I do more mental health and life-affirming than I do political. You have a bit of a calling on that side of things. They just resonate. So I'm going to bring the readings to an end there. As part of this new podcast, Talk Poetry To Me, I'm starting a new tradition, and the new tradition is sort of a pay-it-forward type thing. So for every spoken word artist and poet that I feature on the podcast, I would love them, you in this case, to recommend a spoken word artist or poet to our listeners. Yeah, so I, uh, I'd i actually recommend uh, somebody I do actually know quite personally and absolutely fantastic guy to listen to. His name's Sarfraz Ahmed. He's on the open uh, mic circuit as well. But he, again, he's got his own books out there. Completely different style from what I do, but I really enjoy what he writes. And he's one of the most jolly, affable, happy people I've ever seen in my life. And he's just so bouncy and just so full of fun. And yeah, so yeah, Sarfraz Ahmed. Brilliant. I just love being introduced to stuff that I might not see otherwise. 
thank you for that. Yeah, even my daughter's starting to uh, write her own stuff and perform in her own right as well now, which is, to me, as, as a father, I'd rather sit there and watch her than listen to anything at all out of my mouth. <laughs> You're taking her gigging on occasion, aren't you? Doesn't she go on the circuit with you? She does indeed, and, you know, she enjoys it, and she's watched me enough that she, uh, when she first got up, she just really wanted to read my stuff, and I was saying, but, you know, you've got your own stuff early, and... Uh, now she's doing her own stuff, so I couldn't be happier. How fantastic is that? And she will just grow with confidence. I mean, 17 and performing how she performs at the moment, you're like, wow, I wish I had that confidence at 17. That is excellent. Well done, Ellie. So that brings us to an end of our enlightening conversation with you today, Joe. So thank you massively for joining us and for sharing your journey, your aspirations, and your words, and even for rendering me speechless momentarily. Daisy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Again, thanks for inviting me. I'm glad I've got to share some work with you, uh, with the, you know, the people who listen to the podcast and everything. It's been great. But like I say, as I always say, and you know this, please, any mental health issues, you're not alone, reach out. Thank you. And to our wonderful listeners, thank you too. Thank you for tuning into this podcast and listening to Talk Poetry to me. Be sure to check out Joe Zooks. He is on Facebook. It'll be in the show notes, don't worry. Brilliant. The books are on Amazon as well. Fantastic. So stay tuned for more poetic conversations that touch the soul. And until next time, keep the words flowing and the inspiration growing. I'm coming back on because I want to ask Joe an extra question, and it is this. There is a lot of emotional stuff and it's a big message that you're putting out there to everybody. Are you giving that message to yourself as much as you're giving it to your readers in your books? Absolutely. You've got to remind yourself as well as reminding other people. And it's like I say, at the end of the day, you have to be true to yourself because that's the person that you see in the mirror and that's the only person without signing a to anybody else that matters for your own peace of mind. If you don't have peace of mind, you can't help other people. So, yeah, absolutely. It's as much as a reminder to me, as much as it's a message to everybody else. You know, I believe in what I write. I don't just spout it out because it's needed to be spouted out. So it teaches me as well as reaffirms to others. Yeah. The legend that is Joe Zucks, everybody. Thank you. All that's left for me to say before I leave is thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to ask you to share it with your friends and family and anyone whose heart and mind loves the power of the spoken word. Let's build our community of poetic souls together. Join us on Twitter at talkpoetry underscore to me. You can also email me at talkpoetrytome at gmail.com. I've been Daisy Ray and until we meet again, take care of each other.